Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Good morning, Andrew. Well, hello there, sir. Day two of Psalm 31. That's right. And so today, I, I want to talk about faith and trust. Okay. And measuring that and examining that and testing that. Well, I'm sure that Psalm 31 will help us do that. It will. There's a lot of stuff in there about it. You've got your New King James open. You I want sure to read do. it from the New King James for Here us today? Here it is, Psalm 31 from the New King James. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my rock of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated those who regard useless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy. For you have considered my trouble. You have known my soul and adversities and have not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a wide place. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye wastes away with grief, yes, my soul and my body. For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. I am a reproach among all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors." and am repulsive to my acquaintances. Those who see me outside flee from me. I am forgotten like a dead man, out of mind. I am like a broken vessel, for I hear the slander of many. Fear is on every side. While they take counsel together against me, they scheme to take away my life. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me for your mercy's sake. Do not let me be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon you. Let the wicked be ashamed. Let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak insolent things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So with that last verse, it just reminds me of the question you asked me yesterday starting sure. off, which was about the heading that the editors gave, not, right. the, not the heading that we find in the text, Correct. which basically I think that was like to the choir master, the New King James says to the chief musician, a mm-hmm. psalm of David, yep. ESV said to the choir master, 
What I find fascinating is that you have a New King James translation, yes. but apparently coming either from a different team of editors, because I happen to notice that with my New King James translation, which is one of the new open Bibles, okay. they gave it the heading, Be of Good Courage, Be of good which courage. is where the psalm ends, down yeah. in verse 24. Be of good, good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord, or all you who wait on the Lord. Yeah. I, I find that quite interesting. And I guess every time you read through it, maybe you, your eyes start to pick out something else. I was noticing a repetition of the concept of fortress, stronghold, pavilion, protection. And in a contrast with another, the trappings of the enemies. He's like, you pulled me out of the net. And so you have almost kind of these uh, geographical markers. I'm either in the hands of the enemy or the net of the enemy, or I'm in the fortress of the Lord and the protection of the Lord. Um, well, there's a lot of different metaphors and a lot of different pictures oh, sure, that are sure. used throughout this, and some of it seems to be mixed. One of the things, I, w- I yeah. will say this, <laughs> yes. the uh, I don't want to leave the, the impression that there's not a unity with this psalm, though. It's not like it's right. some kind of sporadic, hey, I have no plan. Um, I really like the uh, commentator Craigie actually brings out a structural unity okay. that you have. And it's it's hard for me to explain it here on a podcast if we had a video with a mm-hmm. I'm PowerPoint saying, slide. You're talking my we, language. We could probably do that. But he, but he highlighted <laughs> in his commentary that from verses 1 to 18, you actually have one of those chiastic structures. Mm-hmm. And so it moves from a prayer in verses 1 through 4 to a statement of trust in verses 5 through 8, to a lament right in the center, verses 9 through 13, back to trust in a statement of trust in verse 14, and then back to a prayer in verses 15 through 18. And then you have verses 19 through 24, the second part of the psalm, which is the the praise and the thanksgiving for God responding to this this prayer right. that he actually did have a tight unity. It's just the unity is not necessarily around all the metaphors. It's there the structure. Go. It's the structure. It's the, the prayer, the trust, and the lament. And that, yeah, that issue good. of moving from prayer to statements of trust, mm-hmm. then I'm in this this thing that's right in the middle of this chiastic structure the is the lament. 14, yeah. Yeah, verses 9 through 13, 13. We've got the lament going on here where he's mm. in the struggle. Yeah. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My my eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. My yeah. life is spent with sorrow, my years with sighing, my strength fails. Adversaries, I'm with them I'm a reproach. I really like this. That is, that is I, I can't remember who pointed this out where I read it. But I really liked in verse 11, this idea of three concentric circles of relationship. The adversaries have caused David to become approach one with his neighbors. Okay. You know, the people who know him. Yeah. The people who are around him. And an object of dread to his acquaintances. The people who know who he is, but they're not exactly part of his life per se. And then those who see me in the street. Yeah. Flee from me. So flee from me. Neighbors to acquaintances to perfect strangers who just happen to come across during the day, and even they are seeing how, this is how bad it is. Even those strangers in the street look at me and say, something's not right with that guy. Yeah. Something's going bad for him. Yeah. I, you know, and, and to think about the shame that comes along with that, not just uh, the loneliness or the isolation, but that even strangers would look at you and, and kind of judge you that way. He's in a dark place. What is fascinating is that we get to verse 14, though, and it moves back to a statement of trust. Surrounding this lament mm-hmm. are two statements of trust. After talking about how bad everything is, he gets back in verse 14, but 
I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. Mm -hmm. This is... This is trust. This is faith. That's what I'm really wanting to think about for just a few more moments here. Yeah. Because it occurs to me, when when can I truly assert, yeah, I trust God? It's one thing to claim to trust God when everything's going well, mm-hmm. when things are going my way, when I pray and it just, you know, it just happens the way I asked God for it to happen. And it mm-hmm. just, the, the sun is shining, the roses are blooming, the, the, the rain clouds are, yeah, they sprinkle the nice little rain that keeps everything fresh and vibrant, but no storms, no right. thunder, no lightning. It's, it's just moving along. Just good, good days. Or, or is it trusting God when, well, things aren't going my way. Mm-hmm. And I'm crying out to him, and he doesn't seem to be listening. And I expected him to react and respond and behave in a certain way, and it ain't happening. Right. But you know what? I'm going to hang on. I'm going to hang yeah. on. He, he told me he'd pull through for me. He told me there would be deliverance. He told me that he would never abandon me and his steadfast love from me. I'm going to hang on. And that reminds me a little bit of what we talked about yesterday, even, as we saw in verse 22. For I said in my haste, or I said in alarm, I am cut off from before your eyes. So we've got all this issue with the enemies, which has caused this sort of cutting off or despised with all the acquaintances and everybody else he knows. But here's the real concern. Here's the alarm. Uh-oh, I'm cut off from the Lord. The Lord's not looking in favor on me anymore. Yeah. His countenance isn't shining on me anymore. He's turning his face just like everybody else around me. Yes. And that is very, very troubling. Nevertheless, verse 22 continues, you heard the voice of my supplication when I cried out to you. Even at that moment, he is still praying. He is still crying out to the Lord. That goes back to the persistence you brought up in our conversation yesterday. Yeah. And there's there's a mark of trust. Yeah. yeah. Persistence in prayer. Mm-hmm. Persistence in submission. I kind of troll around trying to figure out how is it that David pulls this off? I, You know... For so many people, when life isn't going my way as a child of God, I decide God, his face isn't shining on me. And then I decide, well, he must not be there or he doesn't care or I might as well give up. But David doesn't. And so I'm 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 trolling around and I'm trying to figure out what what gives David the strength or the motivation to hang on in this kind of time. And I think Mm -hmm. I find it in verse 3. Okay. Let me throw this out to you. Tell me what you think about this. In verse 3, you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. Which, of course, calls us back to Psalm 23. Yeah. As we've talked about, there's a lot of connections to a lot of other psalms and a lot of other places in this one. It seems like a conglomeration. But we remember in Psalm 23, lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And it hits me. What is David's greatest goal? The reputation of God's name. Not my name. My name. Not how I look to my neighbor or my acquaintance or the stranger who I'm whom I come across on the street. My my biggest goal is God's reputation and God's glory. I think that's what David is saying. And so David having not his own ease, his own convenience, his own comfort, his own leisure and pleasure as his goal, can hang on to God because he knows, look, my goal is your goal. 
My goal is is mm-hmm. is your name mm-hmm. being glorified and your name having a great reputation. This is why I don't understand why you're behaving. But I tell you what, I'm pretty sure that in the end, God will always act for his name's sake. I may not get it. I don't understand why what's happening in this moment is actually going to mm-hmm. bring glory mm-hmm. and honor to your name, but I'm trusting you that it will. Yeah. So my take on that is it certainly is an example of the persistence, but really that would be wisdom, I guess, a knowledge, a confident knowledge that it never really was about David. It always was about the namesake of the Lord. It always was about the Lord's name and that the Lord is going to glorify his name. And when David makes the choice, when you and I make the choice that we're about the glory of the name of the Father, then we're going to be pursuing him and interested in his things. And we know that he's going to bless his will and his way. And I can value what he values. I can want what he wants. I can desire what he desires. I can pursue what well, what he wants me to pursue. And, and when things are not going the way I think, I can trust him that I know he's going to work this out in the end. And the great thing about it is, is that what magnifies him is actually what delivers me. Mm-hmm. So it's not like in the end, what brings glory to his name is going to be me, his child, being mm-hmm. forgotten. Mm-mm. His name doesn't get magnified that way. No. So that's why I can hang on. Yeah. I, I yeah. Some, some real trust there. We're super excited about Psalm 31. Glad you've tuned in and listened. We'd love to hear from you what you're getting out of Psalm 31 or whatever it is that you're reading. We'd like to go ahead and, uh, well, of course, if we're going to hear from you, I guess I need to drop the uh, email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd, we'd love to hear from you, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, for your name's sake, Lead us in paths of righteousness. Test us, try us, prove us, refine us, grow us. Lord, if we are standing on the mountaintop of our own pride, we would pray that you would hide your face, bring us to dismay so that we might be saved having sought your face. If we are in the valleys of dismay, we pray that you would hear our voice, that your countenance would shine upon us. Lord, what we want most of all is for you to be magnified and glorified. And thank you for this psalm that helps lead us in that direction. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. And I get you to stop because I'm about to sneeze, and it goes away as soon as you stop. I just didn't want to scare you to death. (laughs)